Welcome back, everybody, to another spooky episode of Off the Books Podcast. Today is Halloween. So when this comes out, it will be the second. 2nd of November. But we thought it'd be something really, really cool to share a few uh, spooky stories. Brandon hates when I use the word spooky. No, it's just spooky season. Spooky season. Hate it. Yeah, I agree. But it's so much fun. Okay. So we're going to be sharing a few spooky little stories and uh, hopefully we can both sleep soundly after this. Probably. I probably <laughs> probably won't. I've been dealing with shit like this my entire fucking life. It doesn't phase me too, too much anymore. I mean, I've been dealing with shit too, but still get scary. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's, that's true. But... Sorry, my ear really fucking itches right now. You're good. Deal with it. Feels like my f- pinky's down into my fucking brain stems. Oh, interesting. Anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On another night. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, living in the area that we do, I feel like we actually have a lot of haunted areas around us. I agree. Because we're right in the middle of... Especially when it comes to like Civil War stuff, right? Mm. The middle of kind of a hotbed for former Civil War battles between Gettysburg and Antietam, Monocacy, Bull Run. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there was just there's so much in this area. Yeah. So, and plus, Maryland is a pretty fucking old state when it comes to like how long people have like lived here since it was colonized and shit like that. I agree. So. We've got some some stories that we're getting from Reddit tonight, and I don't know if you do, but I've actually got a few personal stories. I do. Okay. So we'll even have a few personal stories. <laughs> Taylor, would you like to go first, or would you like me to? I would love to. Go at it. Thank you. So this one's from Reddit. Okay. This one's called The Figure Around the Corner. Oh, fun. Yeah. So... One time when I was younger, I don't remember age or grade, only that I was young. I was in the living room with my family when I decided to go to the hallway. Basically, this is the layout of my house. When you enter, there's a small room to your right where we keep stuff for cleaning and the guests uh, room to the left. If you go forward about three to five steps, there's the living room which connects to the kitchen. If you keep going forward and at the entrance of the living room, you're right there um, is an L-shaped hallway with three rooms and a bathroom you're, uh, are connected. At the beginning of the hallway in the corner, there is a small space to your right that leads to the garage and to the left of that is my room. So I was in the living room and decided to run into the hallway when my body froze. When I looked to my right, I saw a black figure which looked exactly like a man just standing there. I slowly walked back to the living room and went back there later to see that there was nothing there. That's creepy. Yeah, for sure. I hate that. I think that's where most of my stories are, where it's more of a figure. And it just scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Because, like, you look away and then you look back and it's gone. But you don't. You're you don't sure think you're crazy. You, you don't not sure what you exactly saw. Exactly. Like you want to say that you're not crazy, but you know, mm-hmm. you never know. So <clears throat> I'm trying to go through which one I want to tell first. Oh. So I'll tell the more recent one first. Okay. Is this personal true? Yes. This actually happened to me. Okay. So when I first started working for the parks, I worked for Frederick County. Mm -hmm. And the area that I worked in is actually right next to uh, Governor Thomas Johnson High School. It's called Rose Hill Manor. There's an old manor house on the property that was built, I think, in the 1700s, maybe even earlier. I mean, it's it's old. It, yeah. It, it like Thomas Johnson lived there at one point. Like it. it mm. Yeah. Like it was yeah, a large old. plantation. 
um, that's now become a historical site within the county. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> one of the tasks that we would have every so often would be that we would go up into the house and clean. Mm-hmm. And on this particular morning, I had actually been talking to telling one of my other stories to my foreman and saying, you know, I'd love to stay in the house overnight with some of my friends because at this point in my life, I was kind of into ghost hunting mm-hmm. and um, I was like, I don't know how I would go about that. I guess I would just have to talk to, you know, one of the reenactors that works up at the house and they would know who to get me in to- contact mm-hmm. with. So he sends me up to the house to clean with our other, the other worker. His name is James. God, this Coke is making me burp. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm on the second floor out on a like balcony above the front door sweeping. Mm -hmm. And from there, I can actually look into this bedroom that used to be one of the, the children's rooms in the home. Why is it always children's rooms, though? I don't know. So I'm sweeping, and I happen to just look up, because I've got my headphones in, Mm -hmm. and I see a woman standing in there. She's she's standing at this railing looking over at the children's bed. So I'm like, oh, one of the reenactors. So I put my broom down, pause my music, walk into the main hallway on the second Mm -hmm. floor, and then into that room. When I walk into the room, there's no one there. There was a room connected to that. So I walk in there. No one's there. Check the other two rooms on the second floor. No one's there. Walk downstairs. Talk to James. I said, hey, did you see the the worker that was just in here? And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I just saw someone upstairs. Like, yeah. Do you see the worker that in here? And he goes, dude, there's no one here. So I walk outside and there's no cars in the parking lot. Fast forward about two weeks. I'm back in there with another one of my coworkers named Frank. We walk back into the same room where I saw said woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like looking at some of the stuff that they've got on the walls, like pictures of people that lived in the house and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I freeze. And I go, oh my God. Frank's like, what? I said, Frank. That's her. He goes, what do you mean that's her? And I'm pointing at a picture on the wall. And it's a family portrait. And I said, Frank, this woman right here is the woman that I saw in this room two weeks ago. I don't like that. I don't like that. I... I don't even know why we're doing this episode because you know how, how spooked I get. Like, there could be a slight breeze. I could be outside in the middle of a field, and I'd go, somebody touched me, you know? Like, I just get scared. So that was my first experience in that house. Oh, no. That was my first summer working there. The second summer that I worked there, um, I happened to be up in the manor again Mm -hmm. with the custodial person that we had her name was heather and um i'm up in the attic with her and we're talking about moving some stuff around in there and i just kind of walk in to look at what she's talking about and right behind me i just hear hey so i turn around I'm like what she goes what didn't you just said hey she goes, i didn't say anything so i didn't think anything of it so we walk onto the other side of the attic and I'm over there by myself and I just, it gets cold really quickly and the hair on the back of my neck starts standing up and I just start hearing growling. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Sign me out. I'm I going home. I tailed it the fuck out of there. And Heather was like, did you get everything moved? And I said, nope. And I don't fucking care. (laughs) Nope. I am out. (laughs) See, when I was at. And this is so I've had experiences my whole life. And a a lot of this stuff came through like 
I'd get an odd feeling like in my old house. Um, and I never really talked about that house of what I experienced or what I felt because literally like if I were to if I was just standing outside my front in the front of yard or whatever I'd still not feel comfortable to talk about the house Mm -hmm. like and I didn't even think of it as a one being or some one entity I always just thought of it as the house and that's what always scared me because it was we built the house. I mean, I didn't, but my parents had it built when I was before I was born. So, you know, it's not like the actual house had been lived in before, but you don't know about the soil, the ground, stuff like that. But more recently, and I think I've told you a little bit about it. I was dog sitting for Kelly mm-hmm. and Kelly knows this story because I called her during it crying (laughs) i was like okay so i'm sitting in her she lives in like a a townhouse but like like, it's like a row home a row home yes okay perfect so she lives in a row home she's uh she doesn't have anybody um she has like an alley on one side and then the obviously the house connected next to her on the other side but the first time i slept there i never felt weird and I was like, oh, this is a nice house. I I mean, it's still a nice house. I love it. But the I think it was like the third time I stayed there. Um, I woke up one morning to get ready for work and I'm in the bathroom and the door is open. It's like a sliding door because the, you know, the hallway is thin. So I'm in the bathroom getting ready. I'm just brushing my hair. Nothing's on. No TV, no music, nothing. And the dog is right next to me. And all of a sudden, I just hear in like a creaky voice, like an like an old lady's voice, basically. All I heard was, hello. And I was like, fuck no. Fuck no. And I looked down at the dog because I'm like, it kind of could be taken as a whine. So I was like, Bailey, did you speak? And then here she goes barking. And I'm like, okay. So I just played it off. I was like, it was just the dog whining. You know, she wanted to go play or she wants out, whatever. (laughs) I get home that night and I'm sitting in her living room. And there was like a few occurrences just that day that like freaked me out. So I'm sitting in her living room. And if you're standing like in her front door, you can see all the way back to the back door, which is a sliding glass door. So you can kind of see the kitchen, kind of see the back room, like the mud room, basically. And then the stairs that go downstairs and upstairs, there's two sets. So I'm sta- I'm like sitting at the, at the, I'm sitting on the couch watching a show. And all of a sudden I hear like a, on the back glass and the front door is locked and, and closed and it's like still midday. So I was like, this is weird. So after that, like almost immediately after the glass tapping, I heard footsteps in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy shit. And the back door was unlocked. So I was like, somebody came. My first thought was, holy shit, somebody came through the alleyway, uh, got through the back gate and came in through the back door. So they wouldn't be seen. So I still feel so bad for this part. I leave the dog because my first instinct was I look at the front door and it's locked like deadbolt locked too. And it takes a second because it's an older door it like sticks. So I was like, I don't have time. So I unlock the door. I swing it open. It's staying open. I leave because there's a glass door. So I leave and I'm just standing on the front porch and i'm just like looking back trying to see anybody nobody's back there um the people next door they're an older couple they weren't there at the time and i called my dad and i was like i think somebody's in the house and he goes we'll just call the police and i was like but wonder if it's a ghost he goes (laughs) i don't know who you're gonna call like ghostbusters exactly (laughs) i'm like 
Uh, he's calling me ridiculous. He's like, well, call Kelly and see if that's normal. She hears that stuff. It's an older house. The joints of the house are probably connected. So if the people next door were walking around, you would have heard it, it from them. So I call Kelly and I said, Kelly, do you normally hear footsteps like during the day? She goes, yeah, all the time. And I was like, huh? Like from the neighbors or and I was trying not to say it. And she goes, um, I mean, maybe from the neighbors, but, you know, not always. And I was like, Kelly, I think there's a ghost in your house. And I don't know if it likes me. And she goes, well, how about you just walk through the house real quick, make sure nobody is there, and I'll stay on the line with you. So I walk through. I even go downstairs, which I'm not a fan of, in the basement, clear up the whole house. And I'm like, okay, we're good. And I tell her, I was like, thanks, Kels, for staying on the phone with me. She goes, yeah, it's just the demons. They love you so much. And they're getting used to you. And I was like, what the fuck? Why would you do that to yeah. me, Kelly? Like, you know me. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> well, turns out she told me later on that she does hear things all the time. But she, she doesn't mind it or whatever. The night I left... And she came back because she was like, hey, you don't have to spend the night. I'll be home like 7, 8 p.m. It's fine. I'll I'll be home. She said in the middle of the night, a pitcher fell on the floor. And she goes, you'd have lost your shit because it was loud as shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. But now every time I go there, I hear if I'm alone, I hear some sort of no- noise, some footsteps. And it's it, ugh, it kills me. It kills me because I'm like, I know it's like an it's an odd feeling when you feel like you're being watched. Yeah. yeah I think sure. that's the creepiest part about it. Yeah. All right. Well, here, here's a little palate cleanser for you. This is called, this is two introverts in an apartment. <laughs> is this the Annabelle story? No. <laughs> My husband and I have a roommate. One of my husband's best friends. He plays he plays video games on his PC in his room, but he's usually quiet anyways. We get along great. Uh, as not as not only are we all the same major in university, but all also all have similar interests. I'm introverted myself and I prefer the company of Stardew Valley or a <laughs> book to a large crowds or social events. My husband, the resident extrovert, was at work today. I thought our roommate was too, so I just had been doing laundry and baking all day. I had my headphones on while I was working on assignments. So when I took them off, I heard the dryer door pop open in the other room. I got up to check it out. Like like all the, the girls, like all of the first girls in horror movies. I'm sorry. Both he and I about had a heart attack when we made eye contact we were so used to being in our own little bubbles that we just jump scared each other (laughs) i thought he was at work he thought i was at my parents we both laughed our asses off and continued on chatting about pies and the upcoming holidays it's not side-stitchingly funny but i thought it was a fun story to share (laughs) oh my god so back to the horror so my dad, and actually myself as well, used to work in this park called Rock Creek Regional Park mm-hmm. down in Montgomery County. Uh, that was my first park. That was my dad's last park as a manager before he became the regional operations manager. Mm-hmm. So I'm about 12 at the time, maybe 11. Uh, the <clears throat> excuse me, The building that his office was in was, just like Roosevelt Manor, an old mansion built in the 1600s. It's Needwood Mansion. Um, so one night, my dad, one of his buddies, myself and, and my friend Joey, and my cousin and his brother-in-law decide to go and stay the night in that mansion. Mm-hmm. Because there's tons of stories over the years about shit going on in that mansion of course so we get there about eight o'clock that night and we start setting up in in the break room just kind of 
put all of our stuff in there and figuring out what we're going to do. And one of the most common things said the, that people experience in that home is they'll start smelling like brownies or chocolate cake baking mm. from the kitchen. Yeah. A kitchen that has not been used in a long time. Probably over a hundred years. No, 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 no. Like the, oh. the kitchen is relatively like modern, but okay. it just, it doesn't get used. Okay. We're in there maybe 15 minutes and we start smelling chocolate cake. I'm so, not cool with that. Mm-mm. So as the night goes on, we um, we're walking through the house and like asking questions and stuff like that. So we decide to sit in this conference room for a while um, and we leave the light on in the main hallway, but all the other lights are off in the house. Mm hmm. So we're sitting there around the table asking questions and we're watching the crack in the door to the main hallway and we're just seeing shadows go back and forth. My buddy Joey points to an office farther back in the house that was one of the other manager's offices. He goes, I just feel like I'm being watched from back there. So the six of us get up. We decide to go into that office. And... This guy had a bunch of, like, figures of, like, monsters and superheroes and stuff like that in his office. We get in there. There's three of them sitting in a circle on the floor. No, 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 no. Because you know damn well if anybody reads anything about demons, that is a sign of demonic uh, appearances. Yeah. So we don't really think too much about it. You should have. Go. That, you, that's your final red flag we go back into the conference room and sit back down my dad's office is on the second floor and we start hearing his chair rolling around yeah so we go up to his office and there was an old bedroom attached to his office so we start walking back through there cold gust of air comes right through all of us so we do some more stuff upstairs nothing really happens and then we decide all right, we're going to finish the night by going down into the basement and doing an EVP session down there. We don't get anything while we're down there or anything like that, but we go up this this back set of stairs into the kitchen that I was mentioning earlier. Uh-huh. So I go up, Joey follows me, my cousin, his brother-in-law, my dad's friend, and we're about to walk into the break room when I just hear this loud bang, like stuff falling behind me and i look back and it's my dad he had knocked over a bunch of like folding chairs that were sitting near the top of this these stairs i remember him telling me this part because a couple weeks ago he ran up the stairs Mm -hmm. he said he was coming up the stairs and there wooden stairs and he started hearing footsteps coming behind him and looked back to see a black mass coming up the stairs yeah no and he's he ran up and ran into all of that stuff mm-hmm. and he he's he's told me he's like i was never like scared in that house mm-hmm. except for that yeah that scared him oh i a thousand percent believe that so that was how our night ended mm. um Another guy that used to work with him, whose son is actually my crew leader right now, mm-hmm. was working there late one night and was talking about, he turned off all the lights, walked out of the house, got in his car, started driving down the driveway, because it's kind of a longer driveway, mm-hmm. and happened to look back at his rearview mirror and saw that the main hall light was on. He's like, oh, I guess I just forgot it. So he goes back and he walks around and walks up the back porch and something he said something told him to just look in the window real quick before he walked in for some reason. So he looked into like the secretary's office through the window and saw a woman in a white dress walk across the hallway and into the break room. Lights go off. No. He said he fucking hightailed it out of there. Uh, no. See, <clears throat> no. So when I... So mom loves this one place in Gettysburg. She hasn't been in forever. I don't even know if they're still open, to be honest, after COVID. But um, it was like a, 
what what do you call it like when you make like a photo album Mm -hmm. the with the picture like the backgrounds and all those right so it was a store with all the backgrounds and the stickers and and all that stuff and it was two stories of just random rooms with random stuff for your scrapbooking and stuff like that so the clearance for this place was up the steps and in this like you walk up the steps you turn you basically do a U-turn down this little hallway where you can still see down the steps. And then it's like a step and a half up into what they called the attic, even though there was rooms almost the same height of, of it, but um, you had to step up a couple of steps. So they called it the attic and that was their clearance room. So at the time, and I've been in this house, this place many times before, um, but I never felt this. So dad goes in front of me because mom was downstairs still. And we were the only three customers in the whole building. And the only one owner was in the building as well. And she was downstairs with mom. So dad walks in front of me, goes up the couple steps, literally like two steps into the clearance room. I take the first step, fine. Second step. I'm in as I cross cross like the threshold I feel lightheaded I feel the weight on my shoulders and I feel like somebody's pushing into my chest and I was like this is weird I feel like I'm about to pass out I just felt fine two seconds ago so I'm like trying to just pretend I'm okay and like get through it dad's up there whatever and I just felt really uneasy well Then I was like, dad, I can't handle it. Like my head really hurts. Like I just feel super lightheaded. I want to go back downstairs. And he goes, okay, well, I'll come with you. You know, if you're feeling lightheaded, I don't want you to like fall down the steps. So he comes with, as soon as I leave that room, I start feeling better. And then I was like, huh, that's weird. Like I feel, you know, air come back into my lungs. It was the weirdest thing. The pressure was gone and I walk up uh, down the steps, go out the front door. And again, my dad comes with me. Mom's just about to come out. She's still talking to the lady. You can hear her. And I look up and I see just a shadow go across the two windows um, because it's like one window and then the next. I see it go across the one window in the the room we were in. And then it doesn't even make it to the other. Hmm. And it was the weirdest thing. And I never told dad about that part. But I told him about just feeling uneasy and like feeling like I was being pushed out. And he was like, yeah, that is very weird. But uh, -uh, no, it was the weirdest feeling. And just to see it, it's it's an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. Because it's just clearly like a like a big, you know, a wide step, just a one, two out of frame. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can say that those are the only personal stories that I'm going to tell. Okay. I've got more from Wesleyan, but I really don't want to get into those tonight. Um, If you want me to sleep, I would say no. (laughs) Because I don't know if I've told you those ones, but I think I I might have. You told me one about the one in college. Yeah, that's Wesleyan. Yeah. I have two from there, I think. Yeah. So, from the funny stories page on Reddit. Oh, thank God. The time I farted out my entire class. And this dude this dude actually has the top three posts for the year on this page. So normally I'm posting past stories about my evil mother and formerly entitled sister. But after doing that for so long, I'm it's starting to burn me out. So I thought I'd tell a funny story from my past for a change. Back when I was a teenager, some foods gave me really bad gas especially spicy foods. It also didn't help that I really liked certain spicy foods. Well, this was back when I was 17 and driving my first car to school. I think it was a Monday because I remember it being the first day of school for me. Oh my God, I just lost that. First day of school that week, the night before I had dined on some pizza, covered it with hot peppers, and I'd had eggs for breakfast. Oh my God. 
Didn't help. I also liked energy drinks back then, too. I guess all of that combi combined in my gut <laughs> made me a walking bomb waiting to go <laughs> off. I was in one of my afternoon periods, either the sec the last or second to last period of the day. I think it was English class. The teacher there was a cranky old man in his 60s who wasn't fond of me, though he didn't do anything like singling me out or marking my scores lower. He just didn't like me. Fair enough, because I didn't like him either. <laughs> Nobody actually seemed to like him, though. As a teacher, he was good at his job, but he was just pretty gruff. A lot of us joked that he was just waiting to retire. Well, we made we were in the middle of silent reading and the class was dead quiet, so when I suddenly farted, it was pretty loud and may <laughs> may as well have echoed since before it was quiet long enough to hear a pin drop. Right after I ripped ass, everyone in the <laughs> Everyone in the room turned to look at me all at once. The students closest to me started gagging and getting up from their desks. Oh my god. And then, and then the smell worked its way to the teacher. He started coughing and saying his eyes were watering before running out over to the windows <laughs> to open them. I was really embarrassed and just wanted to be invisible. So I raised my hand and asked if I could be excused to the bathroom. The teacher <laughs> pointed without looking at me because his head was out the window and just said, go. <laughs> I asked for a hall pass since one was required and he had to go back to his desk <laughs> to get one for me while holding his breath because he was so anal that he kept them in a locked drawer. And it didn't help that right as I got oh up, God. I ripped another one. <laughs> I can oh remember God. someone near me said, oh, come on. <laughs> the teacher threw me the hall pass and told me not to come back until my ass was empty before running back to the window. Oh, my God. <laughs> As I headed to the bathroom, I let out a couple more rancid farts in the hall, and w one of them I ripped ass while walking by a classroom with an open door. Oh my god. Still don't know what their reaction was, but when I hoped, but I hope they closed that door fast. <laughs> I went to the bathroom and stank it up. A couple of guys walked in in to take a leak while I was in the stall and left as soon as they could because of the smell. By the time I came back, to, the class was nearly over. I got a lot of dirty looks. But after class, a lot of other students came to me and said it was the funniest thing they'd seen in a while. Because after I left, the teacher refused to come away from the window until the smell in the room died down. <laughs> when school was over, I got into my car to go to my part-time job working for my dad when I farted again. <laughs> Being in a closed car with my own gas made me gag and my <laughs> eyes were burning like I'd just cut into some fresh onions. I had to roll down all of the windows and drive to work <laughs> that way. I warned my dad about my gas and he told me that if I ever felt like a fart was coming to just run outside. <laughs> he was well aware of how bad my gas could be. I did end up having to run outside a couple of times. One of the employees was outside on break around back oh. of the building and smoking a cigarette when I ran outside and ripped ass. <laughs> he was downwind too. But he oh. just laughed and said, damn boy, did something crawl in your ass and die? <laughs> I could <laughs> look awkward and say it was the spicy food I'd eaten the night before. He just kept laughing, though, and said that he was a country boy and he and his brothers did that sort of thing all the, all the time as kids. This wasn't the only day I had this kind of gas, but I earned the nickname The Farter for a few months. <laughs> It's one of the times that sticks out in my memory the most, and sometimes I do laugh when thinking about what it'd be like if my mother had been there too. My farts were <laughs> my farts were the bane of her, and if she happened to be nearby I, when I had gas like that, 
Though admittedly, I think one of the reasons I liked spicy food so much because was because she hated them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god. That is a lot. Um, I was not prepared for funny stories. This is the same dude one month after posting that oh last god. story. Titled, Oh, I'm an idiot with rancid gas. People have kept asking me if I can still make as potent of farts as I did as a teenager. Well, the resounding answer now is yes, I fucking can. And it did not end well. (laughs) Curiosity finally got the better of me and I decided to just give it a go. I ate some really spicy hot wings, had eggs and spicy chili for breakfast that day. Does he want to kill everybody in the world? Ate a couple of fiber bars and even ordered a stinky pizza like the one I pranked my mother and sister with back in the day. (laughs) But I added some ghost pepper seasoning to it. I thought about getting some green curry too, but now I'm glad I didn't. I spent all of Saturday eating only those foods I specified and my stomach did not take it too well. There there was some loud gurgling. You know it's bad when you literally feel the contents of your digestive tract shifting from place to place. At one point, it felt like something in my gut dropped down. By the middle of the night, I was farting like crazy and could barely stay out of the bathroom because I had to take repeated lava dumps. The smell Jesus. was the smell was actually so bad that in the morning one of my neighbors came knocking to ask if I had a septic leak. Holy shit. <laughs> and it was really awkward explaining to them that it was literally all just my rancid gas from eating the wrong foods. <laughs> they didn't really believe me until I let a small one rip right in front of them. It was just a small one. But it was bad enough that they backed away pretty quickly. Oh my god. I had to, I had to take both anti-gas and anti-diarrhea pills for three days just Holy to get back to normal. Shit. I even had to call and warn my girlfriend not to come over. She knows how potent my farts can be if I, if I let them. I warned my sister too and she shuddered over the phone. She remembers my farts well and agreed, (laughs) best I stay away for a week or so. (laughs) I had scented candles and air fresheners all over the house and they took the edge off. I also had to open every window. Thankfully, it only took a day for the stank to go away, but my God, it was so bad. Imagine the smell... Imagine a smell like someone feasted on rotten eggs and then shit shit out death on top of a pile of rancid, wet garbage with fresh cut onions all over it and a hint of vinegar. That's how bad the smell was. I've made level 8 farts many times before, but I think this was on level 9 or 10. I actually took a couple days off of work just to make sure I got it all out of my system. Holy shit, dude. Neighbors did come knocking more than once to ask about the smell. And of all things, a cop came to my door for a wellness check. (laughs) Dude, this guy is like Ted Bundy. I have no idea who called him, but this part I'm really ashamed of. I explained to the officer (laughs) that it was all my horrid gas, and he didn't seem to believe me and questioned what I may have in the house. So I ripped ass right in front of him just to prove it like I had to for my neighbor earlier. But this one was so much worse. (laughs) Damn near shit myself doing it, too. He backed away, gagging and trying to cover his nose, and then started saying it was so bad he could taste it. (laughs) And then he actually threw up. 
Oh my god! He vomited all over one of the gnomes I had along my walkway. It took him a good ten minutes of sitting on the hood of his car to get a little bit better. Holy shit, dude. I asked him if he was okay, and he was actually borderline crying from the smell and told me not to come any closer. (laughs) And that he was on the verge of vomiting again if the smell got any worse. He was an older man, I'd say mid-40s or so, and he gave gave me that age-old line of, damn boy, what'd you eat? (laughs) And I had to awkwardly explain everything. (laughs) He He must have been shaking his head the entire time and said I was an idiot for doing all of this. I didn't disagree. I got no sleep that night, and for once not due to insomnia, but rather because my own farts kept me awake. (laughs) I ended up spending a lot of time sitting in the backyard at my patio and drinking bottled water. In the morning, I went for a walk to try and get some fresh air, and I walked by some kids waiting for the school bus. I could hear them talking about a terrible smell after I went by. One kid actually... (laughs) One kid actually loudly said, did you smell that? I just went around the block and right back home. For the next couple days, I woke up half expecting I'd shit the bed or something, but I didn't. The room still smelled like rotten eggs, though. Thank God for those air fresheners. I'm finally back to normal now, but this was all a ride I don't want to go through again. Gonna have to be more careful with spicy foods from now on, too. I feel like there was a B mo- if there was a B movie called Fartnado, I'd be the star. My mind keeps imagining it as a bad parody of that nineties movie Twister. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Dude, you have to have some stinky ass for it to linger on you for multiple days. Oh my god. <clears throat> that's that's funny honestly. That's no, that man has to be having shit stains all over his shit. Oh my god. Oh lord, do you have any stories to lure? I had one pulled up, but then I got rid of it cuz I didn't think we were doing spooky anymore. So let me pull up something funny. Okay. Um, Unless you want me to read the third one from that guy that said I intentionally farted out of play place. <laughs> go for it. Now I'm concerned. I'm I'm wondering if this guy's just an asshole this or was, does he have an actual issue? This was from five months ago. The time I intentionally farted out of play place. Just about everyone knows about McDonald's play places. And you know where this is going from the title so i'll admit now that this was unbelievably immature and petty of me but rather satisfying nonetheless it was back in my early 20s and i was still working on getting my potent gas under control but stupid (laughs) me still really enjoyed eating spicy foods i mean i still love it but i had to cut back for my own sake by that point i had mostly good days but on bad days, I could keg a maggot. Jesus. If anyone or anything, for that matter, suffered the, the most then, it was my poor bathroom. I bet that toilet would have jumped out the window if it could. This story is one of the, my bad gas days. And at the time, I was no longer living in my dad's house and had an apartment. And I was neighbors with a single mother we'll call Sherry. She was in her late 30s and always busy. She and her ex had split custody of their son, Sean, and he was only around seven or eight years old. He was also a complete little brat. Reminded me a lot of how my sister used to be, even caught him trying to steal from my wallet once. It was a Saturday or Sunday, really don't remember which, but Sherry came knocking on my door begging me to watch her son for a while because she'd gotten called into the office last minute and would be gone for hours. She had no babysitter on such short notice, and it wasn't the first time I'd watched Sean for her. And it wasn't the last. I also never really asked 
her for money because she didn't ask me often. And it was never for the all day. I think the longest I watched Sean was about six hours, and the kid was easily sated with video games. But he was still a little thief at times. He once walked out with a video game disc tucked under his shirt, and Sherry had to return it later when she caught him playing the game. It was not a game for kids by any stretch of the word. If Sean got caught stealing, he'd get grounded, and that kid loved to scream and tantrum when he got grounded. Sherry did blame a fair bit of the way Sean acted on herself since she was busy with work a lot, but her ex was also a real piece of work. A few times I met the guy... He was a real asshole to me for no reason. He was also a decade younger than Sherry. She told me they met at a party, got drunk, and had a one-night stand, and that's how they had Sean. And Sean picked up plenty of bad habits from his father. But that's not really what this story is about, so I'll move on. When Sherry showed up begging me to watch Sean for a few hours, she gave me money to take him to the local McDonald's for lunch. I wasn't doing much of anything, so I took him there. I still have a weakness for a McFlurry or a double quarter pounder with cheese here and there. But I had some mean gas brewing that day. I figured I'd just let out as much as I could on the walk to the restaurant, and I did. Sean got a whiff and over-dramatically gagged and then called me nasty while pointing and laughing. Kids do that a lot. I don't think it was him being over-dramatic, dude. So I didn't didn't really care. Though as soon as Sean had finished eating his lunch, he went running into the play place. Pretty much kicked his shoes off in a random direction as he ran in. I had to get the help of an employee because one of his shoes flew behind a part of the play place that customers were not supposed to go into. I waited for Sean to have his fun for a while, but he didn't want to come out when I was ready to leave. I called multiple times for him to come out, but he just laughed at me and said I wasn't his dad. I couldn't call Sherry because I knew she would be too busy to talk, and I wanted to get outside because I was holding in another fart. But Sean refusing to leave made me get petty enough to screw with him. He was currently the only kid in the play place, so I figured why not. I went over to the tube slide, put my ass in it, and then I let out a huge fart that was way worse than I expected it to be. (laughs) I'd been drinking plenty of cola, so the caffeine only made it worse. It was one of those category seven or eight silent farts that that feels like it burns your sphincter really bad on the way out. And inside one of those tube structures, well, it may have been a Dutch oven on steroids. Jesus. Plus, hot gas floats, so it made its way up there pretty fast. I said to Sean that I had farted in the play place and that he might want to come out before he smells it. Well, he didn't believe me and blew me a a raspberry from one of the windows, so I just sat down and waited. About a minute or two later, Sean started making a lot of noise shuffling around inside the play place, but he didn't come out. I think he tried to stick it out for at least five or ten minutes, but eventually he conceded defeat, came crawling out with his eyes watering and looking like he wanted to throw up. He started hitting me in that way little kids do when they try to wail on an adult by flailing their fists at them. I just laughed and he said it wasn't funny. Sean got his shoes on and I saw some parents with their kids entering the play area. And as a joke, I said to them that Sean farted in the play place. And they might want to let it air out for a while before their kids go in it. Sean started yelling that it wasn't him, but I just laughed and some more. Just laughed some more and said, sure, it wasn't. In a sarcastic way. (laughs) I took Sean back to my apartment, and he pretty much avoided talking to me and just played video games until Sherry came to pick him up. And when she got there, Sean went crying to her that I'd farted him out of the play place. I explained what happened, and Sherry actually started laughing, and then told Sean he needed to listen to me more when I was babysitting him. Sean looked defeated and just left with her. 
And any time I watched him after that, I'd threaten to fart if he acted out or didn't listen. Jesus Christ. Worked pretty well. I took him to McDonald's a few more times, and he always came out of the play place when I said it was time to go. Guess he didn't want another f- another Dutch <laughs> oven. I babysat that kid here and there until the incident where I caught him trying to steal from my wallet. I was coming out of the bathroom after taking a leak and saw him holding my wallet in one hand and the whole wad of cash, wad of my cash in the other hand. He just froze staring at me and then started crying the moment I angrily said to put the money back. I made him hand the money and wallet over and he really didn't want to. Then I called his mom. Sherry was so mad that she grounded him for a month and then pretty much stopped asking me to watch the boy. And that was the end of that. Eventually, Sherry moved out and haven't seen her or Sean since. Jesus. This guy. He. My God. Somebody needs needs to to arrest this man. <laughs> like. Oh, my God. If there is a thing like the, am I the asshole? Yes. Yes, you are. One hundred percent. Oh, Lord. What uh, do you got for me, T? You're going to hate me. I couldn't. I don't have anything uh, because I was organizing my folder, folders on my desktop. <laughs> Hey, at least you're productive in one way or another. I was. Thank you. So, all right. Well, that's going to be the it. F- the it. That's going to be mm-hmm. it for this episode. Yes. And, this crazy um, chaotic one. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully the palate cleansers helped mm-hmm. for the, uh, the spooky stuff. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to... Like, follow, and subscribe wherever you listen to the show so you can always stay up to date on our episodes. And, um, yeah, I'm too tired to do the whole fucking list. Make sure you tell your fucking friends, families, and enemies. And follow our social medias. So, yeah. So, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.